Today is Sunday 6th, and the Yankees have signed Zach Britton. So we are going to talk all about Zach Britton and what this means. Do we like it? Do we dislike it? What comes next? And all that stuff. Let's talk Yanks. What's up? Thanks for joining Talking Yanks on this beautiful, gloomy Sunday, football Sunday. It's perfect football weather, but we're talking baseball today, obviously, because the Yankees dropped some news on us yesterday. Zach Britton is coming back in the Bronx. He liked he liked it so much he had to come back. Also, for a lot of money. So hometown he, discount, Jim. Yeah, hometown discount. He liked so much that uh the uh, daycare was free and that his wife didn't have to pay to be in the wife suite. So, boom, Yanks get him. That's that was all that's all it was. Hey Jim. How you doing, Jake? Welcome to Talking Yanks. My name's John Boy. Might have some new time listeners. The reaction pods always get first time listeners. So, we'll 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 do the introduction. My name's John Boy. I live in New Jersey. Jake is my co-host. He's your second favorite Talking Yanks host after Usually. me. Unless Usually. he's your favorite and then I'm your second favorite. It all depends on who's your favorite. He's from Denver. Not from Denver. He lives in Denver. Hundredth time I've given this spiel and the worst attempt at it ever. How you doing, man? I'm good. I'm good. I didn't sleep much last night. Woke up. I woke up at six and it was one of those things where I woke up and nine out of ten times I go back to sleep. But you tell yourself, maybe I should just get up now and start doing stuff. And nine out of ten times you're like, eh, nah. And you go back to sleep till right. eight or whatever. And I said, no, I'm going to get up. And I had all these big plans of cleaning up the room and organizing my office but i i just organized uh this episode tidied up the voicemails so thanks for everyone that called in nice how are you doing i'm good i uh had a uh had an interesting night well britain signs and it was full football day yesterday which was cool and i guess today too but what is it? Oh, I saw I saw Pete Davidson last night do stand up. We saw him do stand up together once. Right, San Francisco. Yeah. How was he this time? He was all right. Um dude, a couple of the guys that opened for him were like awesome. Like I you you know I A easily enjoy things, but B, I I, I want to have a high class level of comedy. And a couple of his guys killed it. Do I do I tell a, a Pete Davidson joke for the maybe for the Patreon only? What is yeah. Patreon, Jim? Yeah, this this episode is brought to you by a couple special people. A couple special people sponsored this episode. They are Barbara Kiss. I think Barbara's from Bulgaria. Might be wrong. Might be another country around there. Sorry, Barbara, if I got that wrong. I think it's, she's from Bulgaria, which is awesome. Thanks, Barbara. Also, Garrett Spinweber. Is that how you'd say that? Sp- Spinweber, that sounds cool. And Matthew Tucker, nice simple name there. Those are our most recent Patreon sponsors. What do they get? They get the chance to win two jerseys every month for one well, not for free. You get two dollars a month to win two two jerseys, one by raffle, one by contest. Uh, you get to watch the shows live and interact with us. If you go into the live chat on YouTube, you can talk to us while we record. Sometimes people give us information that betters the show, so that's really convenient. Uh, and then you can watch the videos of the show at your convenience whenever you want afterwards. And uh, we try to do more fun things along the way. There was like a bonus episode from the winter meetings that was only patron only. So and it, and and most of all, I think most of the people that are patrons do it simply because they uh, appreciate the show and they support us, and it's really nice. So thank you to Barbara. You can Garrett win a couple and jerseys, and you win some jerseys. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Brianna won a jersey, and then at the end of this show, in the post show, we are going to do the December raffle, because I've been late to it, so we're going to do it live with Jake, December raffle, at the end of this show. Let's get into the Britain talk. Britain signs, his contract is a little interesting, okay? And people were really confused about this. 
one guy on Twitter was like, no, you're wrong. And I kept telling him, no, like, this is it. And then finally it took someone else coming into the thread and saying, no, it's this. And he's like, oh, okay, sorry. I was like, apologize to me, man. Not that guy. No. Nobody loses a Twitter fight, Jim. Nobody loses a Twitter fight. Anyway, Britain is signed. The Yankees are giving him, it's getting confusing because it's three guaranteed years for $13 million each. So $39 million is guaranteed. Now, where it gets tricky is there's a lot of decisions to be made after the second year. So right. after the second year, the Yankees can opt in for a fourth year at $13 million again. So if Britain has two fantastic seasons and the Yankees are like, yep, you look great. We want you for two more years. They can right. opt in for that fourth year. Now, if they don't opt in for that fourth year, either they're being cheap or he's injured, hasn't looked good. If they don't opt in for that fourth year, one, okay, nothing happens and he just plays the third and then becomes a free agent. Or Britain then gets the chance to say, well, I'm opting out. And he can go become a free agent after the second year and go seek more money elsewhere. So it's kind of tricky like that. But it makes sense because if Britain is good, if Britain's really good for two years, the Yankees can lock him up for two more. If Britain's really good and the Yankees don't want to lock him up for two year, two more, he can go find more money. These contracts are getting so creative. So, so it says the Yankees have given him three guaranteed years, but Britain's not in for three guaranteed years. All parties are only guaranteed for two years. Yeah, this is this is a two-year contract, and the Yankees basically get first dibs on if they want the same contract again. If they don't, Britain can opt out. But like you said, it would it would have to be an interesting dynamic because if Britain pitches well, the Yanks are going to pick it up and keep him for another two years. If he doesn't, they probably don't pick it up, and then he doesn't want to opt for free agency, so he's probably going to come back for that third year. Yeah, I'm, I mean, a little creativity. We're probably going to see a lot more of this until there's a new, um, you know, players deal. Uh, we might even see more of it still. And just it, how, however things develop in baseball, this might be this might be more of the like future of contracts going forward, or at least for now, it kind of is because it it gives the player an option and a reason to sign more. And it, it gives the team. I don't know. You can kind of reward players for playing well. Isn't that the whole point? Oh, yeah. Also, there we go. Patreon member Sean Corby and our buddy who we met in Tampa and have spent time with just said in the chat, don't forget the $1 million trade bonus. That's pretty big. So if the Yankees do trade him, he gets a million dollars just for being good enough to be traded. Sure. So that's that's another caveat to like reward him for being good. I'm putting that in my contract. Yeah, yeah. You want to get rid of me? You got to pay me. That could right. also be a caveat of being bad, though. We got a ton of voice. We got a ton of voicemails. Uh, this is kind of like a compilation of just people that called in with their reactions. Everyone that called in, uh, thank you. Love you. I love the voicemails. I love hearing where they're calling in from and uh, just getting all the voicemails. I, I really do. It's like this weird feeling. I think it's because I grew up listening to talk radio my whole life. Sure. So when people call into our show and say, like, hey, it's Matt from Long Island, I'm like, holy shit. It's like a sense of, like, this is a real show. It's cool. Right. I like it. So uh, let's just go through these, and then we'll I'm go I'm just excited to tell the Patreons later my my Pete Davidson joke. They're going to love that it. Pete Davidson might not like that you're giving away his joke. Well, that's why I'm doing it for the Patreon. I can't I can't just give it to the people out here. That's yeah. too much. Yeah, but you got to make money Patreon, off Pete I got Davidson's you. jokes. I'll go to war for you. Hey, guys. This is Troy from Central New York calling for Talking Yanks. Just calling in to say I really dig the Britain deal. He's a pretty great pitcher. I mean, he did well for us last year. Proven in the AL East, gets lots of ground balls. We can still go out and try to chase out of Vino, but if not, you know, we still got Delhi, we still got Chapman, and, and now Britain added. So, hey, I think our bullpen's still looking pretty decent for next year. Love the show, guys. Keep doing what you're doing. Thanks. This is um, Abdul from the Bronx. I'm a Yankee fan. It's not exactly about the Britain deal, which I think is a good deal. I think the Yankees needed to fortify the bullpen. Hey guys, JB from Connecticut calling for talking Yanks. Britain just resigned. Seems like it's about 13 million per year, which seems pretty low considering the upside. I mean, if we get anything close to what Britain has been in the past, I mean that that seems like a good deal for the Yanks. 
I like him, you know, back because I think he gives us the ability to, number one, back up Chapman in case he goes down. Uh, having somebody with closer experience uh, is nice. And at the same time, they could flip-flop Dellen and him in high-leverage spots, righty, lefty, whatever they want to do. Thanks. Hey, guys, this is Justice calling in for Talking Yanks. My reaction to the Britain signing is I really like it because Britain was pretty solid for us last year despite missing majority of the season. And I think having a full off season to fully recover from the injury with spring training makes Britain return to his 2016 form. For us, it's even greater possibility. So I like the signing. He also provides insurance for the closing role, which happens like health issues the past couple of years. I think these are all things that Cash took into account and why they liked him over Robertson. So overall, good signing. And I'm excited to see what the rest of the offseason holds. Hey, what's up, John Boy and Jake? It's Sam from the Jersey Shore. This one's about the Britain signing. My first initial reaction was I love it. It's, he's a good, decent, he pitched pretty well his time in the Bronx. And you're really paying for that one season he had in Baltimore. Just a question, how do you think this affects? You think this means the Yankees are out on Ottavino? Personally, I think they should go for Ottavino. He's a good, solid relief arm. All right. So there we go. A lot of people like it. And I got to say, Jake, I, uh, I'm i so used to people just poo-pooing everything because that's what Yankee fans like to do this offseason. Everyone's just a fucking miserable sap. Sorry for swearing. I didn't get a lot of that, even on Instagram, which is full of just dumb, angry people. I didn't get a lot of people yeah. trying to rip and, and be mad about this deal. I think it's unanimously like has a high approval rating from fans. Which is cool and happy. I think it's a good deal. So, I mean, those reactions, everyone was pretty good. Your reaction is happy? You like it? It's, it's tough not to like, right? I mean, it's kind of what you open with. It's we're, we're bringing in a reliever that, you know, you got into convo about some advanced stats and, and that, that fellow Zach Shower said, Yeah, we can talk you know, about oh, this. His his arm stuff was down or whatever. Guy has the best reliever ERA over the past five years. Uh, we gave him a contract. He, uh, I, I mean, he was dirty. He had a freak injury. I, this got mentioned before, but he, he tore his Achilles. So, like, I don't know. This guy's probably not going to come back and be the wide receiver he used to be. But last year he jumped in. I mean, he didn't really have the the full spring training. So, I, I don't know. This This guy could be... Still really, really special. And even if he's not as special as he was, he could still be really good. So, I mean, hot take stuff right there. But it was funny. You talk about how Twitter, Instagram, and how everyone's just been angry at each other. They, I don't know, the cannibalism that we talked about had been happening. And one of the places that you ended up running into, because we've talked about the relief pitching and... I mean, kind of the first base situation have been really pushed on the back burner because let's be honest, end of the day, they're okay situations. I mean, you can still talk about them as fans. That's the whole point of Twitter and everything we're doing, but they've been pushed so far back on the back burner because Machado, Harper, the infield, oh, Tulowitzki's the shortstop. So I got into some interesting conversations where people were like, I don't know if we're going to sign a reliever. And there's an argument to be made there because, I mean, you have Chapman, Batances, Chad Green, I thought and you we... do have these young, interesting arms. So if you if you were in the negative camp of, you know, hey, these are the Yankees now. We're not going to buy every free agent. Um, the Yankees without Zach Britton would still have a really good bullpen. <laughs> I agree. Well, I kind of agree. I agree that the bullpen wouldn't be an issue. But I think we needed another reliever. Now, a lot of people are saying get Adovino now because then it would be like the best bullpen ever. Adovino may come cheap because he's older. Than, he might come cheaper than Britain because he's older than Britain and he doesn't have the elite past that Britain has. I think I think Adovino only has two elite seasons under his belt. Britain has a couple. So if he comes cheaper, maybe. But the bullpen right now, if they don't get Adovino, is is good. I mean, you have, like one of those callers said, we have Chapman, Batances, Britton, Chad Green, and then Holder as the five with arms like Herman, um, Tarpley, Lasagna, if they were to go into the bullpen role, that could be good out there. Even Sessa for one inning. They still never tried that, and I think they should try Sessa for one inning if they don't, for some reason, they don't get rid of him. Cashman, we know you listen to the show. Congrats on the signing. We like it. If you don't get rid of Sessa because you don't want to cut him for nothing, just try him as a one-inning guy. He'd come out, throw 100, empty the tank. Maybe that works. Uh, the bullpen's good. Now, 
Ottavino, and this was a conversation I had with Joe's, and I kind of stole his thought process unbeknownst right. to me. Sorry, Joe's McFly. The best thing about getting Ottavino would be, A, it would make us a Super Bowl pin. B, it would leave the only option for the Red Sox to get would be Kimbrell, who's going to demand a huge contract and is also kind of trending downwards, I think. But is but uh, for so his that would, standards, for his that? standards. For his standards, he's yeah, yeah, it's still not bad, but it, but it yeah. might be. It's going to be a lo- It's going to be a big contract. He's seeking more than all these guys, and the Red Sox need bullpen help. So it'd kind of be nice just to push them into a corner, like force their hand into signing Kimbrel again if they don't want right. to. I don't think they need Ottavino. It would be awesome if they got him. Obviously, do you think? What are your thoughts? Do you think they even go after him? Really? Yeah, well, that's that's where I wanted I wanted to pick off because I I was it's getting into some some good Twitter conversations because this is yeah I want to say my last three days on Twitter have been delightful yeah yeah I everyone's turning their Machado hate towards Dan Clark we signed a bullpen guy uh, no more pets heads falling off but I'll tell you a who had a really good night on Twitter last night was Brandon Cuddy who's guest of the show. Uh, he he laid out some of the bullpen stuff really well. You talked about the internal options. I mean, Tommy Canely, when's the last time we've talked about him? I can't believe I didn't say his name. Lasagna, Sessa, Herman, Chance Adams. I think you and I are kind of out on him, but he's still a name. I mean, he's a guy that was a starter, so he could still have something going in the bullpen. Uh, he could still have something as a starter. Sorry, Chance, but we're we're not buying it. We'll, we'll get uh, the Chance later boy, in the show. Your boy, Tarpley. Yep. Uh, Joe Harvey, who randomly got mentioned on one of these shows, he's been a great minor league reliever, just hasn't gotten the chance. Uh, so again, you could kind of talk yourself into this, but where I, and I, I'm going to pat myself on the back like it matters now, but I knew they were going to bring in one more guy just because I thought back to last year, Jim, and they had Robertson and Britton. And if they came back this year without either of those two guys, and we're trying, or or out of vino, but we're trying to go Death Star, or everything Cashman's talking about. With how much they believe in the bullpen, they were bringing at least one more guy, and I don't think it rules out out of vino. I mean, I I think you and I like <laughs> right now. I think in general, I think you're more excited about out of vino just to force the Red Sox hands. It's a fun concept. Yeah, and again, a little bit spoiled Yankees fan. Oh yeah. But but we'll see, and this is something, and I'll 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 give him a shout out. I think he got a shout out recently, and he's kind of a nut job on Twitter, Bobby from the Bronx. But he he had a he had a tweet that was like, you know, when when are we gonna get to see these young guys, you know, and see what they can do in important innings? And that's where the spoiled Yankees thing really comes out. Like, you, I'm in Colorado right now, Jim. You know how much they would love Zach Britton, <laughs> but yeah. like, yo, that's not in the budget. And that's to be their closer. They traded away Adovino because they knew they couldn't pay him. So, like, Bobby from the Bronx is right. Like, it's kind of tough that, (laughs) you know, we might not see – we may never see Chad Green get, like, ninth inning or eighth inning opportunities, even though on a lot of teams he would have deserved that by now. So when you hear me say that throughout the season, especially our new listeners, thanks for listening. You guys are going to hear me say that a lot. Not a lot, but – that's one of the things that we kind of turn blinders on. Like we we bring in these guys to be our relievers that other teams basically can't afford. <laughs> and I don't know. Like every team would love to have Zach Britton and we get to add him to a bullpen that was already great. So I I think Adovino's still in play. It would be really interesting with that Kimbrel aspect to it. If they don't bring in Adovino, you and I are fine, right? Yeah, yeah, I'm 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 satisfied with the bullpen as of now. I'm not fine with just I'm just bullpen wise, I'm fine. Like I tweeted out, I tweeted out, and I, I thought this might upset people because people on Yankees Twitter just want to be angry. And sure. we can I'm I'm gonna get into luxury tax stuff later and I'll warn people who are bored by it, but I think it's 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 whatever. Maybe I'll get into it right now. It's off season so far. They got brought Guardy back for seven million dollars. Cheap. They brought. Oh, we're some, doing it. We're doing the whole thing. Oh no, we're not. I I I literally told you. <laughs> I literally told you pre-show. I to, thought I was gonna blow it. I literally told you pre-show. We're gonna push that because it's gonna be later in the show. Let can I do some luxury tax stuff right now? Let me do before we get into that. 
let me do quick we're we're baseball scouts and outside of stats and eye test yo when britain's right he is filthy like oh, yeah. weird filthy well he throws a pitch that shouldn't be humanly possible he throws a 95 mile per hour curveball yeah like and it's what when yeah and he came over midseason and again he was uh, he he kind of had the freak injury the year before with the ruptured Achilles. Yeah. So and if we get if we get this guy in camp and he comes out and he looks good in April, that's like that's a big yo. And we we do forget. And one of the callers said it. Like this guy's the backup closer because we yeah, kind of yeah. don't mess with Dellen really. <laughs> yeah. Um. So I will say that Zach Showers, who you brought up, he tweeted out like, and people that like advanced stats, they will be upset if we don't say this there are some things trending downwards his miles per hour is trending downwards the last three years and his fip which is fielding independent pitching so just just what the pitcher and the batter can do no fielding involved so strikeouts home runs walks basically uh is trending the wrong way as well he is injured and was like when they traded for him last year cashman said we traded for he said this before it even happened he said, we traded for Britain knowing that he kind of still has a spring training to get through, and we know that that's going to happen with us. And then it did. He was, like, bad for a month. He couldn't find his command at all. So hopefully right. with the full offseason and farther away from the injury, I think the hope and the goal is that he returns to the guy he was in uh, September. Because I think it was August, Britain couldn't find the strike zone. September, Britain was lights out. People were like, I didn't see enough from Britain to sign him to this deal. Yankee fans are funny, or baseball fans in general are funny. It's like, you think he got $39 million based off two months with the Yankees? Yeah. You think that's all that comes into play? He was bad in, <laughs> he was bad in August last year for us. Why'd they give him money? What? It's just like, come on. Why didn't the... Body of work. Body of work, yeah. Uh, so, we get, so we did that. I want to do some luxury tax stuff. And oh, I want I want to feed you one thing before luxury tax. Okay, go. So just and this is just a little a little a little off the cuff, and I'm not trying to put you in a corner. I know you're not a fan. Well, you're not a big you're not a believer in trading for a guy at the deadline to bring them in house because that can make them want to stay a little more. After seeing Britain's kind of weird quotes, like excited about daycare and the wife stuff that you opened with and said kind of jokingly, do you partially believe in that? I mean, just just a little bit, a two percent. I partially believe in it. I don't think you can bank on it. Like you, I don't think you can bank on it. But I think it's there. Like I think that Hap and Britain came to the Yankees, enjoyed being on the Yankees, saw that we have promise and hope and all that, and we're a good team that's trying to win right now. So they were like, "Yeah, I'll go back there." Along with all the family stuff and taking care of people and being just a all around good organization for players, like taking care of the players behind the scenes. So, yeah, I do. So you want to say, like, the guys we traded to the Orioles, are they even more worth it now? Y- yes, to an extent once they're signed. But, I, I, like, these guys, yeah, end of their season, not looking for their first money. Like Machado last year, the Dodgers getting him didn't help because it, he's still looking for his first big money. Does that make sense? Okay. I, I like that a little bit. Yeah. So, like, it's a little you're, case you're to case. No, no matter what it is, your first payday, you got to be – in the same area code, if if not exactly the same. Um, and yeah, August four seven three ERA in thirteen innings for Britain. September October zero ERA ten games, uh, for Britain. So yeah. he uh, Small, he can do it. He gave up the home run to Vasquez. Is what it is. Let's get over it together, Jimmy. Luxury tax me, daddy. Okay, so luxury tax stuff. Here's my here's my thing and why I'm gonna do this little classes in session and i was the student yesterday on twitter shout out to eric and uh joe from nebraska for giving me all this info because it's good because here's the thing 99 percent of yankees twitter and instagram is screaming about the luxury tax calling him cheap hal you know and saying luxury tax champions and all this and about one percent of them know the details of what they're yelling about. So if you want to be screaming about luxury tax, make sure that you're informed about what the luxury tax is. Okay. Right. Like, so that's why if, if you want to listen, 
And I think some people, this is weird. It should not be a part of fandom, but it's becoming a part of fandom. So if you're going to want to yell about it, be informed. That's my own thing. Like I can be negative about so many things, but I got to make sure I know what I'm talking about first. So I don't just come off like just a negative idiot. Right. That's why I read the Bible, Jake. Oh boy. (laughs) All right. So here's the first thing that blew my mind. Everyone keeps comparing what the the Red Sox had to pay luxury tax last year. And it was only $12 million, you know? And they're like, and the Yankees couldn't go over. What the hell? Here's the situation. The Red Sox reset the tax in 2017, which is so they did the same exact plan the Yankees are currently doing. The Yankees just reset the tax last year. Now they're going to go over it this year. The Britain signing puts them over the luxury tax. So no more luxury tax champions. We're over. Now, how the luxury tax works is, and this I knew from the very beginning, the first year you're over, you get taxed roughly around 20% of the surplus. The right. second year you're over, you get taxed 30% of the surplus. The third, fourth, fifth, et cetera, you get taxed 50% of the surplus, okay? And That's, I want to say, aren't there some loopholes if you're so far over the luxury tax? Okay. So I didn't know that. So this is what Joe from Nebraska said to me, said earlier. Um, so it also kicks in the money amount so the first year you're over you get 20 percent on a dollar right but the first year you're over so this is the yankees first year over if they spend uh less than 226 million they get taxed 20 percent on every dollar if they spend from two up to 246 they get taxed 32 percent on every dollar and then 50 percent for every dollar over 246 million. So 246 is the next huge threshold. Like if they go right. over that, then they're getting taxed 50% on the dollar again. Also, if they go over 246, the Yankees drop draft picks 10 spots in the June draft, which could be huge, and they lose $500 in international pool money. So those are big penalties. Now, a response I got when I shared this was, well, if you get Harper and Machado, you're not really worrying about draft picks and pool money for the next five, six years. Correct. I agree with that. I'm right. not trying to make a point here. I'm just saying that school's in session, and if we all want to complain, we got to know what we're complaining about. I'm fine with them going over 246 this first year. But this is how it's going to work in baseball. Teams are going to spend, spend two years, then reset because these numbers add up. So say you're over 246 three years in a row, you're now getting taxed. on the surplus. So you cannot compare the Yankees who were about to be over for their third year to the Red Sox who were over for their first year and only in that first frame where they got 20% tax on their dollars. You know what I mean? You just, it's so different situations. You can't just use this all encompassing luxury tax term. Right. And it's it's good to be it's good to be informed, James. And I, I think it's funny. We mentioned Twitter was a happier place the other day because I think efforts were were diverted elsewhere. And angry Yankees Twitter was kind of towards the luxury tax the past couple days. <clears throat> and well, the jokes I, are getting so old and annoying. Yeah. And I I don't know. I, I know some some people won't agree with this. And you and I have seen some opinions we like kind of being way, way too over the top about it. And it's. There are a lot of moving parts to it. You know, people people are yelling that we haven't been paying and buying some things. But like you mentioned, there's there's other stuff outside of it with international money, draft picks, and things like that. And I feel like people forget that, you know, what was it, three years ago we're still paying A-Rod and we're, we've, we've got bad money out there and we don't have the young talent and how we get this talent. You know, we, we traded away Araldis Chapman at the deadline and we got a Glaber Torres out of it. And I mean, you know, people are raving about this Mike King. Wasn't he a throw in in a trade? So like this, this farm and everything that's built up to get us here to the point where we can start paying and getting free agents like Britain and Machado, who are hoping to be hearing news about soon. Like it wasn't like that a couple years ago. You can't just say, you know, why didn't why didn't the Yankees pay Jose Reyes a hundred million dollars five years ago? Like that's not how this all works. And I know everyone's looking at that chart. The Yankees' money is going up. The payroll has stayed the same or flatline. 
A, that payroll number is going to go up this year. So let's see the fucking chart. <laughs> part, Dude, that chart's so silly. Like, you can't, one, be like, we have homegrown players. Yeah, we're homegrown now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And also right. look at that chart and be like, they haven't spent shit the last two years. What do you want? Yeah. Choose one. Yeah. If, you, if you're going to develop Sevy, Gary, um, Judge, Glaber, and Duhar, if you're going to develop those, trade for Hicks. Then the payroll's gonna be less because you just got seven main players homegrown. So you can't yeah. you can't brag about those guys and then bitch about the payroll being small because the payroll being huge the last two years would mean that we don't have Glaber, Andy Hart, Judge, Sevy, Gary. It's like yeah. it's competing things. That's why that's why I tweeted out like this chart isn't as damning as everyone says. It also doesn't include. It doesn't include half the expenses and revenue coming in, so they're just not the exact numbers. But everyone was in just like a bitch, bitch, bitch mode, and we'll get to more of that later in the show. But I just wanted to talk about the luxury tax. So like I said, if you're going to complain about it, you got to be informed what you're complaining about. And you, the By Reds- the way, I, I, I've, I've got good news. I've solved baseball's salary issue. What's that? I mean, we, we can deep dive on a cold stove episode, but... uh. It's just actually football is going through a similar problem right now. Um, and the problem is the the rookies and young guys are just too cheap right now. Like how often do we come back and say Aaron Judge is only making $600,000 this yeah, year? Yeah, we, we so, solved this with Kuznick on it. The, yeah. the service time has got to be way less than six years. Yeah. You bring the service time down a year, you start paying guys more from the start, so Aaron Judge is already making maybe $5 million this year, and then it makes more sense to pay a Neil Walker you know, $2 million instead of being like, well, <laughs> hell, we could throw a waiter out there for free. Let's see what happens. So uh, we'll, we'll, we'll deep dive a little more another ep, but yeah. Yeah, let's get to these voicemails because a lot of people called in. Here we go. Hey, John Boy Jake, it's Brad from Chicago. Uh, love your show. Quick comment about the Britain signing. Uh, not a lot of people are talking about, but it sets us up well for not only next year, but years beyond that because, you know, Batanz is going to be a free agent. I believe that Chapman has an opt out after next year. So without having Britain locked up, you know, we don't want to go into next offseason with a bullpen based on, you know, just Holder and, and Chad Green. So having Britain in there will really help give some, some stability and so we won't have to replace the entire bullpen next year. Love the show. Can't wait to hear it. Thanks, guys. All right. So I made this one a separate call call from Brad from that opening because I thought that was a really solid point. Like this Britain does help if they take the fourth option. It helps past just this year because Batances becomes a free agent and Chapman can opt out. And then all of a sudden he says you only have Holder and Green in the bullpen and you would need to go get more guys. So now we have another guy locked up. Thought that was a good point by Brad. Yeah, and uh, it, it will be interesting with Batances. I was just trying to find his arbitration number. I'm, I'm assuming it's, I don't know, in, in the 6 to $8 million range. Um, and again, depending what kind of year he has. I mean, if he looks like Dellen last year, I mean, this guy's going to get closer money for sure because he was absolutely filthy. I think what's interesting, Jimmy, every everyone's trying to pick up on like this new Yankees management. Some people want to call him cheap. You know, some people are, you know, saying a lot more of the things you are you and I are saying about, you know, developing these young guys and run, running a business, blah blah blah. They value bullpen. So if you don't know that by now, you're you're just lost. But hey, we just talked about them potentially bringing in Adovino. If Patances has another good year, I think they they will pay him to stay. They value bullpen. He he'll have been lights out for a, I mean, minus that one bad period there for a chunk of time now. Uh but yes, we're 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 set up. Guys, we're the Yankees <laughs> What do you guys think's happening? Why do so, you guys think we get so excited to do this? The Yankees are set up for a run for at least 2-3 years at max Longer than that, Glaber Torres is twenty-one. The off-season and not people not being able to wait have has convinced Yankee fans that the Yankees are bad. When in fact, they're good. They're so good. They're good. They're young. They're going to get better. All right, here we go. This is Jay in Pennsylvania. My feedback on the Britain signing. I heard from my sources that Machado and Britain were friends from Baltimore. 
and that could lead to Machado getting signed by the Yankees in the next coming days. <laughs> Just kidding. Never mind. So have fun, fellas. Talk to you later. Yanks in 19. You got your headphones out? Can you hear me? Yeah. Okay, my headphones just died, so I'm trying to figure out what to do. <laughs> <laughs> do you have extra headphones? No. Interesting. Um, well, anyway, that was that was Jay in Pennsylvania. Sounded like J.J. Barstool to me. Anyway, he uh, says that uh, he was making a joke. Good joke. The headphone situation kind of ruined his joke. Yeah, sorry about the good joke. <laughs> Next. Hey, this is for Talking Yanks. There's three scenarios, and I'm a conspiracy guy, so... I was one of the first ones to say that Ronald Torres did not get traded. He was clearly DFA'd this fall. So here's what Cash is doing. I think the Machado deal is done. To prevent the fan base from going crazy here, he brings in Tulo to submit him at shortstop, regardless if it works out or not. Machado, when he signs within the next week, will be the third baseman. So the Yankees have three options with Andujar. One, they could trade him for an elite starting pitcher, as you guys have already discussed. The only one I think is viable is Kluber. It would probably be, have to be a three-way deal with the Padres, is my guess. The second option is to play him at first base, because he can't field. Sorry, talking Jake. And the third option, which if you see the tea leaves, I think this would really work out. We ship Andujar, Sonny Gray, and Jacoby Ellsbury to the Padres. They eat the money, we get a couple prospects, and Cash goes operational Death Star and signs Harper along with Machado. Have at it, guys. Love the show. Peace. All right, so that's Joe from Nebraska. You said Oklahoma once, but I think he's from Nebraska. Anyway, shout out to Joe and Eric. I think it's Oklahoma. I think I thought it was Nebraska, <laughs> but it is Oklahoma. Oh, okay. Well, anyway, too. Yeah, I wanted to say that I wanted to – I'm blowing my words right here. He's calling up with a conspiracy theory, but I mentioned Tim and Eric and how they were the ones that had all the info on the luxury tax. Right. So if any listeners are interested on Twitter, I wanted to send them their way. Joe G underscore 32 and Eric underscore M eight, eight, eight. So right. they'll go follow them on Twitter. Or if you have more Nailed questions it. about the luxury tax. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, he's got conspiracy theory here. I now I'm all in on the toe one. I think that Cashman called up his buddies to get rid of toe without the players and without the fans getting upset because it makes no sense what happened with Ronald Trace. They picked up Parker Bridwell, returned him, traded toe to the Cubs. The Cubs got rid of him right away. Parker Bridwell went right back to the Angels, and toe went to another team. Uh, The whole thing made no sense. I'm not sure I'm in with this conspiracy theory. This is a little long con, a little more optimistic. But he did bring up a really interesting scenario that's so out of left field we can spend two minutes on it. What if he got too low and he's cementing the, he's implanting this idea that he's a shortstop. So some Yankee fans are like, okay, then when Machado comes, he's the third baseman. And then they spin Andy Har. Now he said for Kluber. Sure. We know that. Uh, he he said trading Andy Har for prospects. And that makes no sense to me. Would never, ever do that. But in lieu of ditching the big money, Sonny Gray Ellsbury, and getting using that money to get Harper. Now, this is big picture, really optimistic, because then you have Machado, Harper. But what's your percentage of that happening? Zero to five is where I'm going to guess you land. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's it's a big swing. Um, always always appreciate my tussles with Joe on, on the Twitter sphere, because um, I always win them, Daddy. Uh, I'm sorry. You don't deserve that. You're, 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 you're a fair foe. No one loses a Twitter fight. Nobody loses, nobody wins. <laughs> that's the biggest part of a Twitter fight. There could be something there, Jim, and that's that's the whole th- the spiel we're going to get into, and I don't know if this is the question or the next one you want to talk about at full, but it's the Yankees' full off season, Guys, we're like halfway home. <laughs> we, we've still got half an off season to go before you start judging everything. There, like Something like this could happen. You, you can't rule it out. And, dude, I'll tell you what, Jim, and I, I don't know if it's just my opinion on Andujar, because his value would shoot up so much more if he shows he can play just a little bit better third base. But there is a world where the Yankees bring in Machado and they say he's the third baseman and Andujar is a DH or 1B or he's a trade piece, which still blows my mind because in my head, 
you bring Machado. You say, yeah, you know, we're gonna we're gonna do some stuff with him, Troy, and Andujar on the left side of the infield. Hey, maybe Manny Machado could help Miguel Andujar be a better third baseman. I haven't heard anybody say that yet. That's what we have a rod for. But Jimmy, I'll I'll be honest. There's a part of me that just has no idea. Like I could I could see a Brian Cashman presser at this point that says Manny Machado is the third baseman for the Yankees. Which means Troy Tulowitzki's the shortstop until Didi gets back, which means our current middle infield insurance is Tyler Wade, slash, I mean, Glaber Torres would move over potentially, but it, it opens up a whole can of worms, which I, I'm just not sure about yet. But Jimmy, uh, I, I wanted to say this about Adovino. Well, let me say one thing that doesn't connect is... Wait, before you go to Adovino, before you got Adovino, I had something. Someone on Twitter, uh, Parker Waltz, compared asked me what we thought about the Andujar situation and comparing it to Soriano. Free-swinging, great bat, not the best fielder. I, I didn't even really look into stats or anything, but I thought it was like, oh, is there something there? We traded Soriano for A-Rod. Would it, would it be comparable to if we traded Andujar now like for a stud? Or I think the only thing that's different there is, I mean, Soriano was with the Yankees for one, two, couple three, years. four. Yeah. Like four seasons. He was a two-time All-Star with the Yankees. Yeah. Um, okay. And third in Rookie of the Year. So that would that would be where my my. Uh, There's a nugget of comparison there. There's something there. I don't hate it. Um, I'll. I mean, I'll say this, Jim. I'm thinking, a with Adovino. A the the roster's not done yet, and so if the if Adovino is not in their price range, they can roll another of these young guys out there, see if they're good. And then if they need another arm by the trade deadline, then you make the trade. Um, and the bullpen is a great spot to do that. With the lineup in Harper, and this is where Harper and Adovino are linked, notice how the Adovino talk picked up because we signed Britain. That's going to be the exact same thing with Machado. The second Machado signs, it's going to be full Death Star on Twitter. So I don't know if it's moving money or, or what potential trade offers are out there, if he if he can dump Ellsbury. I mean, do you want to attach Andujar to dump Ellsbury? I mean, that's that's interesting. Where do you cut your losses? Um, What is Sonny Gray? Then do you attach, you know, someone like uh, our boy, Clint Frazier, shout out, friends on Twitter now, had a great convo the other day. Uh, and then, yeah, <laughs> could that, could if Clint Frazier moves, you know, do you not, and you move Ellsbury, you don't have those six outfielders that everyone's been, or Cashman's been dicking on the media about. So, yeah, there's still a full Death Star plan out there. I, I don't see it happening. I, I think if we get Machado, we've already had a really good offseason, but we'll get there. Yeah. Yep. All right, next voicemail is... What up, guys? Andrew from Elf Kitchen. I'm hoping that Brian Cashman and co know something about Britain's injury history slash off-season workout that we are not privy to because we cannot afford to get the Zach Britain of the last two years. We need, at absolute minimum, the Zach Britain of 2014, where he had 8% walk rate, 22% strikeout rate, and a 75% ground ball rate, as well as much better contact numbers because the over 35% hard hit rate of the last two years is not going to cut it. And, of course, he obviously needs to be better than D-Rob for this to be considered a good signing as opposed to a bad signing. And as for the J-Hap deal, I think we should have signed Charlie Morton instead. Better value. So this could be two missteps. In cash, I trust, but uh, I'm going to be critical here. So Andrew from Hell's Kitchen is the first person that's not that happy with it. We can talk about D-Rob went for cheaper. I'm perplexed by it. I don't know why they didn't want D-Rob and uh, and then Andrew also says that he hopes the Yankees know more than the general public. Well, I fucking hope so too, man. Like, imagine if the Yankees didn't know more than the general public about the players they're signing and trading yeah. for. That would be a nightmare. I The general public should know nothing. We're all just guessing, sitting around and hoping. The Yankees do the research, so I'm going to trust they did research. I don't understand why they didn't want D-Rob back. Would you have been happy if the Phillies got Britain for this contract and we got D-Rob for this contract? I think we'd be sitting here very happy to have D-Rob back and Britain cost more, so we got D-Rob for cheaper. If they were switched, I, I, I got to be honest, I think we'd be very happy. I'm very happy with Britain. I don't know why the Yankees, uh, there's an age factor, but that can't be it. I, I don't really get it. 
Um, so, Let's but, be honest. Britain has a higher ceiling. Oh yeah, Britain's he, he, best. He is truly better does. Drop's best. So yeah, I you know again some of those advanced stats are out there. He also has the best reliever ERA over the past four years, five years. He had that weird injury. Um, I mean, you get this guy right, it's 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 special. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I I don't know. Don't don't be mad about it. And dude, think and oh, I was gonna throw myself under the bus here. Give myself enough love earlier. Where was I with Dylan Batantis last year after a couple bad months? Yeah, it's true. So Britain didn't even have an awful. Britain had a good couple months with us, but he can be so much more special. Like, let this guy go through spring training and come out next year b- before any of you make a full judgment on him. Because, again, hey, guys, 2016, he finished fourth in the Cy Young and had a .54 ERA. So the Yanks are trying to get that. <laughs> yep. Uh, and uh, Andrew also said that he would have rather Morton than Hap. I more, complete 180, rather Hap than Morton. Morton, whatever he just yeah, throws. Yeah, I, I thought he now. said Morton over Britain because I could. You could make some sense of that with. No, he's saying that he thinks Cash made two potentially two bad moves with Britain over D Rob and Hap over Morton. But Charlie Morton has a worse track record than Hap, and Hap's been last five years. I think he's been good. Morton's had two good years with the Astros, where he quote unquote just started throwing harder. Yeah, I mean, so I'm pretty guys, skeptical a, on more. Any move, any move has the potential to be a bad move. <laughs> like that's <laughs> that's the risk you're playing. Charlie Morton could come out and win the Cy Young next year, and Hap could be bad. But Hap proved last year he could pitch ten starts to a seven and zero record and a two six nine ERA. So yeah, we believe more in that. Gordon Hayward was a great trade for the Celtics. Then he snapped his leg the first game, and it's been kind of a mess since. Like Joe Girardi said, you can make the right move, and it doesn't work out. Bingo. All right, this next call is hard to hear because I think Abdul was underwater or calling from, like, a prison cell, but here we go. This is Abdul from the Bronx. I'm a Yankee fan. It's not exactly about the Britain deal, which I think is a good deal. I think the Yankees needed to fortify the bullpen. But I've been seeing a lot of hysteria about the Tulo signing. Cashman's comments the other day. I just wanted to talk about them over the top with what Cashman said. So I find it hard to believe that they're going to count on Tulo Whiskey for five days a week. Just count on him for general. What if he's not good? And I don't see the Yankees going with that kind of infield. Defense, such nice, nice Zach Britton. You have James Paxton, all these guys who throw hard, and it's a lot of ground balls. I just don't see the Yankees going out that infield. And I just think maybe the way I look at it is that makes it, that it makes it more likely that the Yankees have Machado. I wonder if they'll get that kind of relief. I find it hard to believe. What if them commit going all in on Tulowitzki? It doesn't really make sense because guys have played a game in a year. I just want to see what you guys thought about that. Love the podcast and have a great day, guys. All right. Thanks, Abdul, for calling in. Basically, he's saying that we're pivoting away from Britain now and just going to general Yankee stock. He's right. saying that he can't believe Cashman's quotes about saying the infield is set with Andujar at third, Tulo at short, Glaber at second, and Void at first. He can't believe that they would commit to Tulowitzki because he hasn't played in two in like two years basically and is hurt. And Abdul, you're correct, man. Yeah. You can't believe those quotes by Cashman because Cashman doesn't even believe those quotes by Cashman because Cashman has a brain. And anyone that's been around baseball for the last two years would say you can't count on Troy Tulowitzki because he's been injured a lot. Any quotes from Hal and Cash during the offseason – in the middle of negotiations, can't be taken for anything. You can't put any stock into them. They got to do what they got to do to say what they got to say without saying anything. Who's Cash's infield right now? Those four guys. So who's he going to say he likes? Those four guys. It's just as simple as that. People love putting stock into these quotes, and I'm like, guys, come on, figure it out. Figure it out. Yeah, we, we we need to make some talking Yanks rule or some some rule on the Twitter sphere that if a Cashman quote comes out in the offseason, you just have to like ignore it. Yeah, or, you ju- it doesn't you, mean we, anything. We, we need a running joke for Cashman quotes because, like, you're exactly right. He has to say that. Yeah. And, yeah, he just has to say it. And, if and that's the other thing with the with Harper Machado. stuff. Like, <laughs> Brian Cashman can't say, yeah, we're going to try to sign Manny Machado and Bryce Harper. <laughs> like, that's not how this works, people. They can't be in contracts with Machado talking to Lorenzen or whatever his name is and, and say, and then publicly say, we're not satisfied with our infield right now. Because then Lorenzen's yeah. going to go, oh, you're not happy? 
20 more million. Yes. It's just, it's just, come on. So, Abdul, you're absolutely correct. Uh, your phone service was incorrect, but you are correct. Next caller. So, guys, Travis calling in to talk to Yanks from Bridgeport, Connecticut. Love the show. We're just curious as to what grade would you guys give the Yankees offseason so far? Because I know there's other things that could possibly happen, but some signings like Britain and definitely re-signing CC back and a couple other moves, getting Paxton. What do you guys thought of them? Just like an overall grade. But thanks for the show, and uh, really enjoy it. Good luck, guys. Okay. Thank you, Travis, for calling in with this because it's a great lead into the conversation Jake and I were both having on our own on Twitter yesterday uh, to, to people. What's my grade for the Yankees offseason right now? It's a big, fat, incomplete or not available because it's not over yet. And grading yeah. something when it's not over is a recipe for frustration and being upset. And that's what everyone's doing. They're just forgetting to wait and see because what are the guys we wanted? Corbin, Machado, Harper, Britton, Adovino. How many are still on the table? Three. And we got one of them. And they can still happen. So why are, yeah. why are we more mad now than we were at the beginning of the season when they can all still happen? Wait and see. Now, as for what's happened so far, re-signed Guardy for $7 million. Cheap, friendly contract. Re-signed Sabathia for $10 million. Nice. Traded for Paxton to help the pitching. Good. Brought Hap back. We can get a full season of Hap now. Better than Sonny slash Domingo. Brought in Britain. Now, you want to throw Tulo on there? It's kind of, it has potential to be good, but who cares? I'm not going to, for free. For free. Brought in Tulo for free and no risk at all. So I tweeted, we're one big move away from me really liking this offseason. So say they get Machado. Say two, two days from now they get Machado, Jake, right? It's yeah. a great off. Is that not a great off season? Yeah, yeah. That's that's exactly how I was going to phrase it to you, Jim. If they sign Machado, the off season is is already an A. I mean, if you if you want to get nitpicky and be like a B plus, if we haven't traded Sonny and we didn't get Harper and that was your dream, you know, knock yourself out, literally and figuratively. If they get Adovino and Machado, it's an A plus off season. Yeah, I mean, we we. we Two two phone calls ago, we we had Operation Death Star where we traded Ellsbury and Sonny and Anduhar to the Padres, and we ended up signing Harper. So, guys, we're halfway home, and if we sign the one guy who we've been linked to sign for a month now, you know, in the next couple days, it's already an A, and we can still go up from there. So, and, uh, but yeah, I- I'm I'm enjoying the offseason. Everyone. Everyone is hurt that we don't have the quote unquote ace. Let's be honest. I mean, that's what it is at this point. Yeah, but we need uh, just uh, imagine if Sevy is 2017 and first half to, or 2017 and first half 2018 Sevy. Bam, there's your ace. Now, yeah. a lot of people are scared about that. But remember, the Yankees have good players. Everyone keeps forgetting that. Everyone thinks that we have trash. Now, for all the negative Nancys, Jake, and all the worry warts and annoying people, if they don't get Machado or. If they don't get Machado or another bat like Marwin or Harper, then it's kind of it's not I maybe a C, maybe a B minus. Yeah, because I mean when you still look at it, they still brought in people. If you miss out on Machado and Harper, we're we're going to be disappointed. But guys, yeah, it maybe a C plus, but there's still moves that were made. Yeah, so it and, can still and, go both and, ways. That's why it's incomplete. Spoiler, we could still get both of them. <laughs> so, yeah, it, it's incomplete. Things are going well. They're just going slowly. I mean, you and I talked about this. We're normally at this point in the offseason. Uh, no, I joked about this about a month and a half ago. I saw the Braves Twitter was talking about lineups. <laughs> and I was like, I'd love to be doing that. Yeah. But we're not there yet. So let I, I'm sorry baseball set up this way now, baseball fans. Hopefully there's some change coming in the future but right now it's going well and be patient yep all right what's up john boy and jay oh wrong one hey tampi i'm actually a red dog fan living in new york i don't know what i feel about this Zach britain signing he's never been as good after his achilles injury so he wasn't very good for the yankees last year so i don't know how you feel about the signing and what's the deal with them not spending money in machado you know i thought it was going to happen in the first week and now that it hasn't happened 
Does that mean Steinbrenner don't want to spend money? What's going on here? Love to hear your opinions. Thanks. All right, Aunt B, Red Sox fan, I put you right after our spiel because I wanted to set you up for looking like a dum-dum. What's up with the Yankees not spending money on Machado? They still can. (laughs) They're probably still... This is actually a big issue. People are calling the Yankees cheap when none of the contract stuff has come out yet. I know. nothing. They can still spend so much. Just wait and see. Like, let's... If he signs and the White Sox come out and say, "Oh well, we offered him three hundred million," then we can have that whole conversation. But for now, let's not. What's up, John Boy and Jake? I had a question for Talking Yanks. Are you guys at all concerned over Machado's Johnny Hustle comments? I saw the video. I think it was kind of taken out of context. That might just be me. Love the podcast. See you guys on Twitter. Bye. We've we've talked about this ad nauseum, so I'm just going to go real quick. Don't care that he doesn't hustle on balls, that he doesn't really have to run out fully, save your energy. Care that he said those quotes because I think that makes him a dumb person that doesn't understand how media and everything works. And I think that's kind of a red flag. Like, yo, why would you say that? Care about being a dirty player and just kind of like having a shitty attitude uh, on the field and uh, with the reporters. They say he's a nice person in real life. Fully believe that. Everyone's got different personalities, no matter who they're talking to or where they are. Um, so there you go. Do you even want to say anything? I feel like we've done that so many times. But he was a twenty-six. He was a twenty-six-year-old in Los Angeles trying to make this superstar brand that ended up backfiring. Yeah, he was trying to. Yeah, yeah. He tried and the to, biggest thing. Root for guys in pinstripes. Root for. That's what we do. One more call. Hey, what's up? It's Sam from the Jersey Shore calling for Talking Yanks. I just have two kind of random questions they're kind of at the opposite end of the spectrum one's about chance adams i know it's a little out of left field do you think his um stint where uh, he was in the majors as a starter for a couple of games and then as just a long release guy really diminished his value because i remember people came in talking about how he was going to be the next yankee stud like he was the next guy up and you think you think his stint in the majors really diminished his trade value the other one is that I'm a little concerned about not getting a lefty bat coming into 2019. I, I know a lot of people were concerned when a pitcher comes, they just go slider in, slider in, slider in, because it's Judge, Stanton, and Sanchez, all are righties with Didi out. How do you think the Yankees are going to address that, and how do you think they should address that? Thanks. Love the show. Keep it up, boys. Adios. Thanks, Sam. Uh, we talked about Chance Adams a little bit. I don't think his value was ever high within any organization. I think that was all fans and speculation because they tried to trade him for Sonny Gray and the A's said, no, we'd rather the injured Capellan than Chance Adams, who was at that point having that fantastic AAA year. But all the uh, all the extra sats and advanced analytics didn't look good. And then last year, he still didn't come up and he dropped his value even more. So I'm not. Ex- I expect Chance Adams to kind of be a Sessa type. Yeah, it's uh, Jimmy. When when we write a book in four years, and I mean when I when I say that, I mean I'm going to point you in a direction and take credit for it while you do all the writing. But that's where this is really going to be fun for me. Is in a couple years looking back and saying, because you know what, the Anduhars, the Glabers, the Garys, if you want to go back there. And we're, we're talking about this young special core kind of around the Yankees right now. And looking back and see who's really there. Again, I, you know, we, we've had some Torres joke. And I, I still think the guy has a long major league career. But I think it's going to be really interesting to see the guys like the Tyler Austins, the Chance Adams. And some, someone got into a conversation with me about prospects the other day, and it's, you know, I, I know enough to know what prospects are, and I probably know more prospects than your average bear from playing my out-of-the-park baseball game. But, like, right now I can't hop in front of a mic and tell you if Johnny Lasagna has a 12-year career as a starter or if Johnny Lasagna has a four-year career as a relief pitcher. I, I have no idea on that. But I think it's going to be really cool to look back with some of the, the Tyler Austin types and say, Holy smoke, how much talent was really in that farm system? Like, is Tyler Austin a regular MLB player that just got passed over? I mean, throw Greg Bird in the same loop, you know? I, I think that's going to be really fun to look back at. Cool, cool, cool. Uh, Sean Corby, who's in the Patreon live chat, asked, with somewhat proven strategy of openers and bullpen games, do you think we see the Yankees use this method for a handful of games with the solid depth we have? They did it once last year. Right. And... 
if they bring back that same strategy of like not chasing wins every game, right. which I really hope they do not bring back. I really hope that kind of gets lost in 2018. Then, yeah, I think we may see more, but I don't think we'll see them routinely. I think we saw one last year. Maybe we'll see two or three openers. I would say no more than five openers. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, we'll see. We'll we'll see how baseball evolution evolutionizes. There's some words. Um, luckily, the Yankees can kind of watch from the outside because they have the starting pitching to be starting pitching. All right, I think that's all we got. So thank you to everyone that called in. That was a lot of voicemails, a lot of fun. Like I said at the beginning of the show, I love when people call in. If we missed anything, reach out on Twitter, DM, just tweet at us, Instagram too, if that's where you live. But if you're just Instagram only, you should get Twitter because it's way better and Instagram is a pain in the ass and terrible. <laughs> There's a selling point. Wow. Instagram only. Instagram's Instagram's the worst. People know I people know I don't like it, but we have to live on it. I've stopped commenting back to people. Just very few. I used to because I like it, I like commenting to everyone. I know you do. But Instagram, like, people aren't looking to have conversations. They're just looking to just, like... Tell them to talk to us on John Boy and Jake Radio tomorrow. Yeah. Check out John Boy and Jake Radio tomorrow. We're going to have a lot of fun recapping these football games. Yeah. All right. That's the end of the show. Thank you guys very much. This, this will be our Monday episode. We're going to release it on the app Sunday, so you might want to listen early because this was breaking news, but this will be our Monday episode. We'll be back on uh, Thursday. See you guys. Go Yankees. Tell them, Grams. Go Yankees.